Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. Hello all, this is Patrick uh, over at Hail to the District. I'm coming to you, you know, kind of spontaneously. This is a little bit of an emergency podcast, if you will, but uh, we don't talk too much about the Nats. I wish we, I wish we had more time to talk about the Nats as they're probably have quickly become my favorite team. But uh, we wanted to start today with a, with a very Mary Strauss miss to all. Um, obviously, by now, I'm guessing you have all heard the news that Strasburg has uh, re-signed with the Nats. I think that's as big of a news as you can get for a, for a Monday on December 9th. Um, you know, what started – you know, over a decade ago is, is now culminated with a, with a second extension with the Nats uh, and Strasburg will undoubtedly now finish his career as a Washington national. So let's break some of this down for you guys. For starters, um, the deal uh, as first reported by, um, I believe it was Jeff Bassan, uh, was seven years, $245 million. Obviously that is a massive contract. Uh, those numbers are, are a little bit of a wow figure in there. Uh, and, if anyone's happy about this, it's Garrett Cole. He's about to get paid. Uh, and I'm guessing the only team willing to, to pay Cole is, is going to be the Yankees after, after the Strasburg news is released. So what do we know about this contract? Um, for starters, as big of a wow as the numbers are, it's a big win for Strasburg. It's a big win for Boris as well. Right now it's the largest contract ever for a pitcher. But essentially, Strasburg opted out of a four-year, $100 million contract to get a seven-year, $240 million contract. So if you're looking at it that way, essentially this is a three-year extension worth $145 million, which is the wow part to, to, to me. Um, I think this was going to happen all along. I, I've alluded to it um, you know, on Twitter and other, other channels. I don't think Strasburg was ever going anywhere. Um, you know, he, he's found a home in D.C., and I think one of the great parts about this uh, is he has dealt with the learners before, and I don't think that can be overlooked. Um, you know, dating back to his last extension, he's clearly okay with deferred money. Uh, and my guess is Boris came to the table this time with a, uh, using Max Scherzer's contract uh, from a few years ago as, as a baseline. And I think, you know, about four years ago at this point, uh, Scherzer got seven years, 210 million. Uh, but his deferrals are, are much more aggressive than Strasburg. The early reports of Strasburg's deferrals is 80 million, which he will get all paid out within three years of the actual deal expiring. Um, now, if you look at this, there's some crazy money tied up uh, within the starting pitching of the Washington Nationals. I'm going to remove uh, uh, Anibal Sanchez here, so I'm going to look at only the top three. But between Scherzer, Strasburg now, and Corbin, uh, that is $595 million tied up in the top three of, of the uh, rotation for the Nationals. Now, to this point, they all remained healthy last year. Obviously, we know what they did in the postseason. There's a lot of money tied up in those three players. And, but – at the same time, I think that is um, – it's a valid way to spend money in, in the majors. No matter what happens with, with Rondon, and we'll get to that later, I think this, the signing of Strasburg is important because no matter what, it will make them competitive uh, this year. It is no secret that um, Rizzo clearly values starting pitching. I tweeted earlier from the Halo District account. This was always going to be what, what Rizzo did. You look at Corbin, you look at Scherzer. You know, you look at Strasburg's, um, you know, extension from a few years ago. He values starting pitching more than anything. I don't think there's a team in the major leagues that puts a premium on starting pitching uh, like the Nationals, right? So you, they just signed uh, this guy, Kyle Finnegan, from the, from the A's to bring in some bullpen help. That's a classic 
classic example of how Rizzo is going to build his bullpen. Low-cost guy, never been in the majors, but he has a high strikeout rate and did really well in the minors. All that money they save in the bullpen, which I know people freak out about all the time, is, is structured towards that starting pitching. Now, seven years, $245 million, you know, obviously, if you're following around Twitter, some people really love it, some people don't, as a case with anything that happens in this town. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that people are afraid of is, is just the, the sheer risk factor of giving a 31-year-old with some history of um, durability issues that kind of money. And A, I think it's valid. I mean, concern over deals like that is, is always going to happen. Um, and it's funny because when the Scherzer deal happened, a lot of execs called it the worst free agency, free agency signing of all time. But I think we all know how that worked out. Scherzer's been nothing but great for the last four years. Uh, you know, he gutted out the game seven. He, he's won a World Series. And I think Strasburg is uh, in a similar boat. So let's start with the durability people issues that people have a lot of problems with. Strasburg is low-key, a lot more durable than people give him credit for. He has made over 20 starts, I think. Um, you know, we're going on, I think it's, yeah, eight consecutive years with 28 with 20-plus starts. Uh, he, in 2015, he had a low of 23 in that span, but he's generally around 28. Um, excuse me, he had, two, he had 22 in 2018. But he, he's generally around 28 starts. This year, for the second time in his career, he got to 30-plus starts. Um, and this is a guy that is almost willing to take the ball every, uh, every chance he gets. Since he's made that switch to, to pitching out of the stretch as constantly as he does, he, if you guys know, he just never, never goes full windup anymore, he's relatively been healthy. And I think the only thing you really need to worry about health-wise is because of the run, the, the extended run within, uh, within the playoffs, he threw a lot of pitches, threw a lot of innings. Uh, and that does cause some pause. But I think the durability thing is a little overblown, uh, and I think what we need to really focus on is how remarkably consistent this guy has been uh, ever since we, we drafted him. I think it's the expectations of this guy coming out of San Diego State and then obviously his first start where he struck out 14 Pirates. Living up to the height for this guy was almost going to be impossible unless he had a postseason where he totally dominated. And guess what? This dude totally dominated in the postseason. He's the third lowest ERA uh, in postseason history behind Rivera and uh, I believe Sandy Koufax. Um, and obviously we know he did in game six of the World Series and game two of the World Series. This guy was just a straight baller. Uh, and, you know, I think durability be damned. This guy takes the ball every time he gets. He's a bulldog. Uh, you know, Eaton came out today and said he, he pitched a little more pissed off this year. He's a stud. This is what you have to pay to get premium pitching and no one values it more than Rizzo. Not surprised at all that this was done and done as quickly as it was. You know, if you want to recap some of the things um, that Strasburg has shown the last few years, yes, he was pissed off. He was shut down in 2012, but in reality, everyone knows he appreciates Rizzo for protecting him in the way he did. Um, just look at what happened to Matt Harvey in, in New York when they didn't protect him. His career just went right off the rails. He's never been the same. And for all you Mets fans who chanted Harvey is better, well, sucks to suck, dudes. Um, another big factor into this is literally just last year, Strasburg bought a house in D.C. and moved his entire family there. Um, so if you want to recap, he's drafted by the Nats. He, he respects and trusts the Nats. He also has his entire family there. Uh, and most importantly, he's, he's accepted deferred money from the learners before. This was a clean sweep. This deal was always going to get done. I always thought his meeting with the Yankees was just 
you know, kind of kicking the tires. I think it was more of like a Boris marketing uh, ploy than anything. Um, and, you know, I, I tip my hat to the, to the learners who, for those who say he's, they're cheap, think about it this way. They have $604 million tied up in their top four starters of um, their rotation. That is not cheap. Um, these guys will pay. They just pay for what they think is the most important part uh, to baseball. And Rizzo, who, who runs all the baseball operations, uh, clearly, clearly puts a premium on starting pitching. So not surprised. Um, not surprised to see this get done. Other uh, small side to this, I think this is just as much for the fans as it is, as it is Strasburg. Obviously, Strasburg gets paid. Boris looks like he's a genius. Like everything from their side works out. But Strasburg's a homegrown guy. He's a cornerstone. He's got a little bit of Zimmerman in him. You know, he did us a solid getting his extension done before he hit free agency last time. Now he basically never really hit free agency because I think they started negotiating this well before the season ended. Uh, he wanted to be here. He's going to go down as the best national of all time, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, and his number not only will be retired when he retires um, in seven years, if, you know, he stays the course, he'll finish uh, his Nats career with 17 years, uh, at least one World Series ring. Hopefully he can snag a Cy Young in the next couple of years. And if he does that, you know, we're probably looking at the first full National Hall of Fame player. Uh, I think Scherzer will wear a uh, W. I think he'll wear the curly W in Cooperstown, but um, ultimately I think if Strasburg can continue on this path, he'll be the first Nat to be a true Hall of Famer. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's awesome. And I think the fans appreciate that. And you can see the respect the fans have for Zerman. I don't think it's any different for, uh, for us fans for Strasburg either. Now a couple of notes, side notes to, to leave you guys with, um, because I know what you guys are all thinking. I am very curious, um, and I'm going to get to Rendon in a second. My first big curiosity piece to this is, what does this mean for Mike Rizzo? You know, one of the things that I was curious about, and I never thought Strasburg would re-sign until Rizzo was taken care of. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Rizzo is in the last year of his contract. He's been with the team um, since 2012. He has overseen eight consecutive winning seasons, uh, four division titles, and now a World Series. And he's in a lame duck year. Um, but I never thought Strasburg would sign without some of it, some sort of assurance that either Rizzo was going to resign um, long-term or there was something in place because not only does he respect Rizzo, but um, Rizzo has done pretty much everything for this organization. And he's dealt with the learners uh, in a way that not many people probably can. While the learners do shell out money, the deferrals are a problem. Just look at Harper, look at Rendon. Um, you know, these things come up all the time, but Rizzo has found a way to do it and do it while building teams that contend year in, year out. So if it's not done already and we just haven't heard from, from about it, dear Mark Lerner, get Rizzo re-signed. He, you know, executive of the year, built this team. He went and fixed the, the bullpen. He'll probably do the same thing again this year. Eight years of constantly winning. That is culture. Damn you, Bruce. Rizzo knows what the hell he's doing. Make sure you get him four, four more years locked up in D.C., uh, and I would start putting into place a, a plan to replace him again in four or five years with some that he handpicks. Um, but I would get that, that restunning done as fast as possible. If it's not already done, we just haven't heard, from it, heard about it yet. Lastly, I'll address Rendon. I think it's safe to say Rendon is gone. Uh, yes, Lerner, Mark Lerner came out and said we can't afford both, and we just really paid Strasburg. But – as you all know, we can afford to re-sign Rendon. I just don't think we will. Um, Rendon wants a short-term 
from what I understand, short-term contract with zero deferrals. That's not going to happen. That being said, I really hope he doesn't wind up in Philly. My money still is on Texas. New ballpark. They have the money. Uh, it's kind of a homecoming for him. He's already won his World Series ring. It's not a huge market. That guy can go and chill, be awesome, and just live a quiet life in his home state. It makes too much sense for him not to sign there. Um, that being said, you know, there is some positive um, rumors out there that the Nats at least haven't shut the door on Rendon. But I think um, going in, they had to get one of the two. And if, if you had to poll before, the, before at the end of the season, which one they would get done, Strasburg would have been the runaway favorite pitching again. All it comes back to starting pitching. Rendon's also homegrown. He's done everything the Nats have asked him. He's invested a ton in the community. He, I know Strasburg won the World Series MVP, but Rendon was the MVP of the year, and that dude can rake, and I love him. Um, I'll still love him if he goes to the Phillies, but end of the day, I don't think we'll, re- I don't think we'll see him wearing the curly double next year. Uh, but we got one of the one of the two done, and I think you can put this down as a successful offseason now, especially with the re-signing of Howie. Um, I think Zerman will be back relatively shortly. So uh, A-plus to the Nats for getting this done. Yes, it's a ton of money. Yes, there's a huge risk. Well, guess what? There's always going to be risk. Deal with it. The team values starting pitching. They value homegrown players. They go hand-in-hand. Hand. They get it done, and here we are. It's only December 9th. We don't have to wait till damn March to see what happens. Uh, so – that's that. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, for me, baseball can't come soon enough. I think pitchers and catchers uh, report soon. Uh, first pitch, I believe, is 109 days away. Who's counting? Uh, and hopefully we'll hear more about Rendon here shortly. But get Rizzo signed, re-signed. And uh, Merry Straussmas to all. And to all a good night. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.